I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is a show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweetest spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. I am slightly warm in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Joining me on the other line, lounging adjacent the satellite branch from scenic Hamilton, Ontario, it is your girl, Caitlin McKinnon. Hello! I am not slightly warm anymore. I'm nice and cool because I have central AC. Well... Isn't that great for you? I know. I'm just going to rub it in. Are because we, you know what? You are, know what, Jordan? Aren't we so happy about that? You know what, Jordan? Mm. I'm going to be dying with you in August when we do August Watch Row. So I got to like really relish it now. Soak it in now when you're coming down yeah. here. Ooh, who's, ready for, who's ready for tank top and booty shorts in the poly pocket to talk about? I don't know. Oh, man. Both of us. You think it's just me? You're not talking about me. He's not both of us. Oh, I was talking about just me, frankly, but <laughs> whatever. I got like I got like a newspaper under my boobs for the boob sweat. Oh like God. it's bad. It's bad. I feel like I've done hot yoga. Just sitting on a hot podcast, I guess. Just, just drop some newspaper down there, baby. You'd be fine. Uh friends, this is episode two hundred and eighty three yeah. of the Geek Down Podcast. If you would like to listen to any of our other two hundred and eighty two episodes, you go wherever you get your audio content spotify soundcloud google apple or stitcher gives a little rate review follow subscribe click the notifications any of that pushes us up the algo helps new friends find the show and when you do that summer's coming apparently we went from winter to summer in this city i don't even know what's happening all right climate change that's what's happening but at any rate you want to get out there it's really peopley out there right now y'all very peopley a lot of people out there but we get it. Maybe you want to be out there and be people too. You don't have time to keep up on a podcast. But maybe you'd like to have us for your commute. Maybe you're riding public transit. Maybe you're driving off to, I don't know, a nature hike like this one's always going off on. This one loves nature hikes, y'all. She's always going on nature It's true. Hikes. I do. I do love nature hikes. Maybe it takes a little bit of a drive to get out there and you want something to listen to on the way. But you're like, oh my God, I forgot to download the Geek Down podcast. Worry not, friends. It's going to be brought to you, sprinkled from the back of a rainbow main alicorn named Philip by your mans. Bouncy Fastilic is the third geek down internet elf. He loves the summer because of his cold heart. Cold. And yeah, he's very excited to, cold. to bring you these episodes. Cold like temperature, not like insensitive. Don't get, oh, don't. you know, no, he's he's very he's very a warm, affable individual. He affable. just he is physically very cold, so he enjoys the heat. Yes. At any like rate. a lizard. <laughs> Lord, he's going to bring those episodes directly to your device. You don't have to do anything else. If you'd like to tell us how you're getting peopley this spring slash summer, if you want to let us know how you're feeling the new Kendrick Lamar album, hit us up on twitter.com slash geekdownpod. That's where the show lives on the social meds where we've been uh, hanging out where I rant about uh, the new perfume album announcement and uh, heroines run the show and everything else. More about that later. Um, if you'd like to support this endeavor financially, three bucks in the old tip jar, ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod. Give us, give us thanks for all the LARFs that we provide we, to we, you. That's what we provide. We provide LARFs. Pretty high LARF per capita. I mean, or program. just a general sense of fun and well-being. Um, if people are like, why do you listen to this podcast that nobody else listens to? It's because we're your best friends and we provide LARFs. Wow. I mean, true. <laughs> true on all counts. Wow. No, no lies were told, but. Though I, I do need to say that people who I think may have like not, who like dropped off the podcast or maybe they got busy. There's no shame. Totally get it. Um, they will full on out of nowhere text me or email me and be like this thing on the podcast and i was like what <laughs> you're still listening to that and they're like yeah i listen like every week and i'm like oh and this is why we do what we do because we provide entertainment it's and it's a lot of fun and it provides structure to my week <laughs> thanks kate <laughs> you're welcome i'm glad i could be of, be of assistance 
Friends, uh, Kate has a hard out today, and I have to get to work cooking 14 uh, rainbow trout fillets, so... (laughs) I mean, I want to launch in to my story about actually seeing people for the first time in a long time, but I really really need to okay. know about these fucking trailblades, like, so okay. badly. Okay. Damn, son, where'd you find this? So, I don't know if it's come up on the show before. She seems to think it has. I don't know if it ever has. But someone cute is a mom. Yes. And sometimes children have fundraisers for various things. Usually, oh, my God. Usually for ex- <laughs> Shut up. Usually for extracurriculars. You'll recall your nephew coming through with, uh, you know, chocolate bars or some, some shit like that. I think, I think in, in 2022, we're less about just, you know, foisting sugar on your friends and family. I'm going to give something a little more utilitarian for the fundraising. I don't know when meat became (laughs) such a thing for, uh, you know, fundraisers for sporting teams or bands or extracurriculars or things like that. So, someone cute let me know that it was her son's fundraiser, and, you know, if, you know, no, no pressure, no pressure, but just, you know, if you can, have a look. And I could, and I had a look, and, you know, because she's someone cute, I got 14 truffles and, like, two kilograms of chicken strips. I have... So many goddamn questions. Friends, key point you may want to know about this. I don't have a freezer. What a twist. <laughs> it was among one of the questions. So I I'm have, just going to strike that one off. I have a fridge. I have a fridge. I do not have a mm-hmm. freezer here in the Polly Pocket. Uh-huh. So basically, I got them back from her place in a cooler bag with ice pack yep. in it. <laughs> Took it on the go train. <laughs> took it all the way home got it all into my fridge and no lie as soon as this recording is done we are just cooking trout fillets and then we're gonna wrap them in foil and we're gonna store them at work where there is a freezer in the lunchroom i okay so here here are some of my questions does she know that you don't like people and the fact you did this is astounding I have never seen anything like this before. Um, because she inspires the best version of myself. No, I don't think she is aware of that fact. Okay. All right. Great. Uh, second is what in the goddamn possessed you to get fourteen trout fillets? It, but there was no half there was no half measures here, Caitlin. It was like Costco sizes. All right. Uh, the third question uh-huh. is, uh, when exactly did you turn your bathroom into some sort of fucking smokehouse for these chaplains? I'm not, I'm not smoking <laughs> them. My lord. Um, I was like, how are you? It makes sense now that you're like, there's a freezer at work. We're going to keep them there. That does make sense. But I was like, Jordan, this fish is not going to so- keep. No, first there is this song. It it is. I was like, is he gonna jerky the meat? Like, it what is, is yes. going I'm, on? I'm making I'm making fish jerky in my bathtub. Uh, no, it is straight. <laughs> listen, we know we know how we know how your man feels about the air fryer. We are straight air frying in here, and uh, and we will just do them all in bulk, <laughs> in a few rounds. Three rounds of air frying, we'll get them cooked. Uh, I'm going to be the most beloved employee at Major Canadian Retailer <laughs> when I'm I was, microwaving yeah. fish for the next uh, <laughs> three weeks. Oh, catch, catch me outside with them omega with them omega threes. Just <laughs> you should just you just should find because because this is what you know Southern Ontario is like now. You should just find a hood of a car and just grill them on someone's like black Lexus. Oh my It'll god, be fine. Tesla has uh, trout resistant paint, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds right. So yes, that's that. That was my weekend collecting my meats and uh, <laughs> taking a romantic trip to the dump. Cause yeah because she's moving and we had some we had some we had a couch to dispose of so amazing 
So that that's, <sighs> that was my weekend. Caitlin, you saw people? You yeah, did people I did. things? Some of my favorite people. Um, so I still don't have a lot of furniture in my house. And a friend of mine was, she has been helping her mom move. Um, and she has some, some bookcases that are the Billy bookcases, which are like basically as hard to come by as like toilet paper. I was back in. I did not know where that was going. Wait, you're saying Billy bookcases are hard to come by? They were. Like to get them at IKEA, they were they were sold out for months. Really? Because every single person was like, since I'm spending a lot of time at home now, <laughs> I'm gonna redo my library or my living room or my bedroom. Like it was ridiculous. The only bookcase they had for like months, there was like some in Edmonton. And that was like it. Like if you check the stores, there were no book Billy bookcases. So her mom happened to have Billy bookcases, was gonna get rid of them. She's like, do you want them? I was like, yeah, free bookcase. Um, and even with the gas prices, it still was less expensive expensive for us to go to Toronto and get them. Uh, they need a, a coat of paint. But then she's like, well, since you're coming, why don't we have like a drink and some snacks on our our back deck? And I was like, yeah. That was amazing. Uh, and so it was my first like summery back deck. And it was so hot yesterday. And I was like, did it, does it know that it snowed two weeks ago? It's just like, there's a, a switch that gets flicked and you're like, yeah. And now it's summer, which is lovely. I mean, it's not going to be lovely when I have my wedding reception in late July and everyone's dying from the heat, <laughs> but you know, lovely. I just can't believe how hot it is so quickly. You know, we used to have like an ease into it. You'd have those days. You're like, do I really need to bring a sweater or coat? Now I'm like, I'm in full dresses all the time. There is no dresses and booty shorts. There is no in between any longer. Apparently, apparently there's going to be a some relief this coming week as you're listening to this, friends. But this weekend was a, it was a time, y'all. And that's why it's so peoply. Even the dump was peoply. <laughs> People just throw caution to the wind. They'll go anywhere. The, They'll fucking dump the through dump, a corner store. The dump was bumping this weekend. <laughs> Everybody was like, let's get rid of all our junk. Um, Friends, there is no news. Nope. Or at least none that we care about. I was well. I was waiting in line at the dump. I tried going through in our usual uh, litany of websites to see if there was any news. And I mean, like people are put, pumping articles out, but I mean, celebrating 15 years of loving Ben from Parks and Rec is not a uh, news article. <laughs> nope. Uh, nor is like. I mean, it is an article, but it's sort of. I don't. I wouldn't call it timely. It's like talking about the misogyny in Vampire Diaries. I'm like, okay, fair, but a little late. So a little, it's a wee bit, it's a wee bit late. Doctor Strange continued to make a boatload of money, which I mean, okay, cool. But that's not a surprise. So I don't really think it's news. I will say, I will say, uh, listening to Chris and Andy talk about the film. Um, I think I've said once that Andy Greenwald's reaction to Ready Player One was maybe the like most <laughs> savage takedown of a movie I've ever heard on a podcast. His reaction to Multiverse of Madness, which he was looking very much forward to because he loved uh, No Way Home. Right. And was looking forward to this movie, thinking that they could continue the trend. And when he started his talk by calling the movie God-level dog shit. (laughs) Whoo. Okay. Um, Yeah. He, I mean, listen, I've read spoilers. I haven't seen the movie. I don't know if Kate has or not, but. I haven't seen the movie and I don't know any spoilers. I'm not going to go into any of, like, you know, the multiversal type stuff, really. But, I mean, the criticism from Andy was just basically that there were some very craven acts in the movie on how some characters were treated. And, you know, when you have something like the multiverse and you can do anything, the place where you end up is the place where red means go <laughs> on stoplights. Wow. 
that's where you're going to spend all your time. Anyway, this is, and this, I'm freestyling here right now, Kate. I'm freestyling. We've had this yeah. conversation. We've had this conversation before, but yeah. Is the problem at the moment that phase one initially it was established kind of from jump, like Avengers one, there's Thanos. That's what it's all leading to. And we still don't really know what's going on with this phase. And it's just kind of like everywhere. I, I think it's, it's, there's a combination of things going on. So what I was told about the movie was that my friend Ren went to go see it and basically said, there's something I didn't like in particular. You will know it when you watch it. <laughs> and I was like, are you sure? And she's like, no, you will definitely know when you watch it. And I was like, okay. So I'm, we'll see. We'll see what happens when we, when we watch it. Um, but I think the issue is a combination of things. I think one of them, I think there is a clear idea of where it's going, but they're, it's very, they're not putting that same they really needed it to work for Avengers and and for the MCU and and they know it works and they know it makes a lot of money. So there's a lot of I don't want to say like resting on their laurels, but there's a lot of well, it's it's going to do well no matter what. A lack of ur- a lack of urgency, perhaps. Maybe not urgency, but just like a lack of of you know. It, okay, I talk about I've actually said it the exact same way before. This is their first album. That was that was the beginning of the MCU was their first album. Now they've only got, you know, less than a year and all the pressure for their second album. And it's not that good. Mm. But just, and then I the just... third album comes out and you're like, ooh, yeah, though this isn't good at all. <laughs> um, because they've all been doing cocaine and like <laughs> And they don't, they don't, you know, there, there's that pressure is off in some ways. And, and um, everybody keeps hitting on Stevie Nicks and it's just, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Um, it's a whole thing. And like Stevie Nicks, like she used to wake up and used to have just like snort cocaine. Like that was like, she just had like co- cocaine in her boots at all times. She just snort some cocaine. We are making and, no speculation about the contents of Kevin Feige's boots. Um, no, I don't think he boots. Like, like. Who is is the villain? Are we are we doing the Kang thing? Are we doing the multiverse and the? Are we going full Hickman with it? What are the Guardians doing? Why was Moon Knight like? Just like <laughs> why was Moon Knight? That's a great question, like, Jordan. Like, why was Moon Knight? There just seems to be a real lack of direction, and this is from somebody who like has, has literally no skin in this game. I see one yeah. movie every you know five years. When Kate makes me, and that's like, or when someone cute makes you, because I was very surprised about you seeing Spider-Man: No Way Home. Someone cute loves the Spider Verse. Well, and it's, it's a pretty good verse. And our Andrew Garfield, if we're being real with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, I know this is the same concern troll we always have, but I just I'm hearing it again, 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 regarding uh, Doctor Strange, and just kind of the like, what are we? doing what are you doing here i i have this problem where i don't understand that how you can have a bad script anymore <laughs> there's so many good writers out there there's no need to have a bad script well it's, it's, and that it's very funny i read something this morning it was a tweet thread from a guy who was a screenwriter yeah and i'm for i'll never be able to find it because i didn't save it i just read it this morning and so forgive me i don't remember the ad i don't remember I only remember vaguely remembering the details, um, but it was basically this guy writes a pilot script and he keeps getting the same note over and over again to add more scares. Um, and after the third go round, him and the team get called in and it's like, you don't seem to be understanding what we're asking for. And it's like, okay, well walk us through it. What do you not think we're getting? And at one point it's like, it's like, we need more jump scares. We need the audience to feel it. So like this moment right here, Maybe when they walk in, they hear a door slam upstairs and the writer's like, okay, why would they hear a door slam though? And the exec goes, because of the ghost. He's like, what ghost? So whatever commercial they had seen for the game or whatever they were, you know, adapting, they had only seen a commercial for it. 
They didn't know anything else about it. They saw like a 45 second thing and bought it and assumed it was a haunted house story. Oh my God. So when they weren't getting that from the writers, obviously they don't understand. <laughs> Cause they well, never, what did- they never took the time. So that's one reason why you can get a bad script when you have people commissioning scripts who have no idea what they're actually asking for. Well, I mean, this is, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't blaming the, like the writers and blaming the, like the process. Um, because I think it's, this is the other, one of the other issues. There's a lot of like, uh, y- yes, men, I believe in the, the Hollywood business. Um, uh, and I've, I can't remember if someone told me this or I read it briefly or something, but someone had said, or in an article they'd written that the director of the Dr. Strange movie hadn't watched WandaVision. Uh, that would be Sam Raimi, and no, he had not seen all of WandaVision. That was one. Of, Which, that was one of the fourteen articles the Mary Sue had about individual problems <laughs> they had with Doctor Strange. Which was something. It was, which was something you wanted to rant about last week, and we forgot. So I don't know if you want to go back in on that or no. But oh uh, no, just like that. We, I think. I think we all know how I feel about having like fourteen articles on the same thing. Um, yeah, we know it's a slow week. <laughs> We were trying to buy news. 700 um, cumulative words across all articles. Come on. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, it's this sort of like, they have this idea. It doesn't matter if it fits within the larger story that they're trying to make. And they just want to do a bunch of cool stuff. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's just a really messy right now. And I think they do have this idea of what they want to do, but I don't. I don't know who. I don't know if Ky, you know Kevin went on vacation, <laughs> or he took a very well earned time off, or what. But it's uh, let's say too many notes, people not, or just really having a good idea where they're going, or just spread too wide and like like. Don't forget also that Doctor Strange is not the continuation to No Way Home. It's the continuation of Wandavision. The yeah. continuation of a television show. So the, the cross-pollination between the two is fully complete now. Um, and also, I saw something. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen was in, was in, gave some interview recently, softly lamenting the lost opportunities um, she's had while being locked into making cosmic jazz hands <laughs> in these Marvel yeah. movies which is something I've mused about before. And I've seen other people talk about like how many, the, the, the swath of actors that like, listen, I begrudge no one, the bag ever. I would sell out faster than it took the person making the sellout offer to form the word sellout on their mouth. Like I would already be <laughs> like, they'd be like, I was holding a paper. I'm like, yes, it's here. It's signed. <laughs> Carry on. I begrudge no one, the bag, but you know, how many, use the wrestling parlance, you know, every wrestler has got a bump card. There's only so many you can do, right? And how many bumps are getting used up making these Marvel movies when maybe they might want to do other things. Now, do I think Elizabeth Olsen's career has suffered for not being in the lobster, which is the movie she apparently missed out on? Um, <laughs> not necessarily, but I say, no. this as someone who ha- I say this as someone who hasn't seen the lobster. Maybe there are certain cinephiles, uh, Criterion Channel subscribers out there who are, like, rending their garments right now. I don't know. That ain't me. But <laughs> but I do wonder, you know, we've talked about this before. When indie darlings get snatched up, they make one buzzworthy movie, they get snatched up to do a Marvel project, and it's, like, basically going from... And then, and then we get a movie that we also did not need. <laughs> it's like when the people who did Half Nelson do Captain Marvel. Like, it's, it's a movie, but it's as good as... It could have been. Was it as good as Half Nelson? It probably falls on both counts because it's a totally different. The Russos were like an anomaly. Like they went from doing producing and directing a community to <laughs> steering the ship, this giant freighter, this aircraft carrier of actors and storylines and visual effects and everything else. And not everybody is built for it. I mean, I just wonder, you know, folks get folks get locked down. We seem to be. I remember, like, like Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke seem to have had a good sense of it, right? Like, this is six episodes, we're in, we're out. Yeah. You will not be seeing Moon Knight showing up in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, it was just a thing we did. Maybe we'll do a second season and we'll come back and have more fun. 
in, you know, Hungary for another eight weeks or whatever. Um, but it's not really, you know, they're not going to get locked down in these je- je- seven year contracts. Like, like everyone else seems to, I don't know. But it's, it's interesting. I, I think of it as another side of being like, especially if you were an actor who is, I mean, I maybe not a Benedict Cumberbatch who like is a Shakespearean, uh, actor and like is British and could do a bunch of like British, the BBC, like they have like a closet of Benedict Cumberbatch photos, like in a shrine to him. Like (laughs) he could do a bunch of stuff, but some actors, I think for them, it's, you know, to do a bunch of seasons of television or a couple of years of movies. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It is a, it is a machine. We're not gonna, we're not saying that it's, it's not, but I think it depends on who the actor is. It should also be said this is also being felt on the director side a little bit where so we have Elizabeth Olsen doing these interviews where she kind of laments the role she's missed out on. John Watts was on tap to do the Fantastic Four movie after he had done his, you know, Spider-Man trilogy uh, for Sony and he dropped out because fatigue <laughs> kind of kind of had his fill for the moment. Of the superhero stuff. And I've heard tinfoil hat stuff as well, saying like, well, did he actually drop out because he was tired? Or is it because the person they want to play, Reed Richards, might also want to direct because they've been having some success making horror movies where people don't talk? Um, possibly. <laughs> we have no idea who you are talking about. Possibly. Um, but yeah, it just seems... Maybe we just didn't know back then. Right? I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say it was better then because Joss Whedon made Age of Ultron. Like, never forget. Never forget. <laughs> never forget. In the, in the lead up to Infinity War, there was that movie where a country got dropped, <laughs> lifted and dropped to the ground, got suplexed. An entire country got belly to back suplexed by a robot. Like It was only the city. So <laughs> It was just the city? Just, it was just the city. Oh. Rip Um So, yeah. It's just, it's interesting. It seemed to have more of a focus before like feel it felt like we knew from jump that this was all roads led to Thanos and now all roads seem to lead to I don't know maybe Kang maybe Hickman-esque Avengers adaptations who even are the Avengers now does the multiverse just means you can do test casting on people and if you don't like this person well that was another Earth's version and now you know can you have Dominic Cooper roll through in some Iron Man armor and say he's Earth uh, 838 Iron Man and just make him the thing like going forward and you get to, you know, just straight treat the movies like comic books? Like, well, that's not Tony Stark. That's Tony Stark 12 from another Earth. <laughs> you know, does it just give you carte blanche to have nothing mean anything ever at all times and you just keep it all going in per- perpetuity forever, which is why I don't read comics anymore? Um, I don't know. It's wild, man. And when you consider that, when you (laughs) don't think about it too much, it's like thinking about space for too long. It'll fuck you up. (laughs) Well, you consider that the equivalent of Zimbabwe's GDP is put into like every three of these movies. Like, yeesh. But some of y'all just happy to just pull up to the content trough. (laughs) Hey, you know what? (laughs) Yeah. There's nothing wrong with the content trough, but maybe sometimes swap the feeding tube out. That's all I'm saying. Kate. Yes. What do you got in your content trough lately? I don't like this. I was just about anymore. to say, don't, don't, don't be messing with my content trough. It's one of the only things that brings me joy. Um, so I actually, funny, funnily enough, uh, senior correspondent and I finally watched Spider-Way. This is Spider-Way. Spider-Man No Way Home. Ah, Finally. Spider-Man No Way Home. So uh, it was great. Yes. And was not expecting anything other than that. I was devastated that if you haven't seen it, go see it. Uh, Skip forward like a couple minutes. Um, I was devastated that they killed Aunt May. Uh, Devastated. Seemed unnecessary, but I guess. I thought it was unnecessary as well. And also that he's so alone now. Yeah. So alone. And um, I get, I, I, I get that it was, you know, you're making him really coke classic Peter Parker, right? He's broke. He's in some shitty apartment in Queens or wherever, or, you know, or in the Bronx. Roach, you know, roach infested apartment. 
poor struggling to make bills meet while also being Spider-Man. Like that's, that's the character that's been the character and the Tom Holland verse didn't have that vibe to that extent. Um, but still that's, is the donut shop scene, man. That was rough. Oh, so rough. So rough. Um, so I did, we did that. Um, I then as a pick me up, watched the newest episode of heroines run the show. <laughs> Fucking right. You did. And that made me so happy. Makeover, 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 makeover. <laughs> Everyone deserves a makeover episode in their lives. Oh my lord, this show, Caitlin. I know. And then I was like, oh yeah, the boy from her childhood is going to be jealous. And I was so excited and I was like, what am I? <laughs> I'm a 35-year-old lady who's excited about anime teenager drama <laughs> i was like i was like don't you touch her eyebrows that's all i was thinking yeah they they did a pretty good job of leaving them thickish <laughs> but it was not the eyebrow sticks <laughs> that we were used to um i just i just love both of them being like nagisa sucks when they heard the story yeah, i know <laughs> about, about them as kids and him telling her that a dress didn't look good on her or something like he's the worst. It's like, oh um, man, it's gonna be that boy, and Lip Lip's gonna be all mad, and he's gonna be all mad, and the drama's gonna ensue, and it was all of those things, Caitlin. It was all those, and I desperately, I'm like, I need the next episode. I need my hit. Um, poured into my draft. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, we continued watching The Expanse. Um, we're now actually into new territory, so okay. we're now at season five. We passed over season four because, or we watched like the last couple episodes to like give us a reminder where we ended up mm. um but we'd seen it only a little while ago so we didn't feel like we need to go through it all again and episode and season four of the expanse is the 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 worst episode of them and it's not bad at all like it's still <laughs> a great season but it's just not as good as all the other seasons um season five has been fantastic um and I'm always itching to watch more whenever we can. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do when it's done. I'm just going to be like, let's start it all over again. Um, and finally, in one of those, I'm in a weird mood and I I have never seen this movie and I want to see it and I want to watch it. I watched Moneyball. <laughs> hey. Uh, I, think I, I think I had that for the big short once. I think one day I was just like, I want to watch the big short for no reason. And I did. Yeah. It bees like that sometimes. Yeah, it does. And um, this is when I'm really glad that something like, you know, Netflix or Amazon Prime exists. Like, really? Like, just so that I can watch really old movies. Um, and I don't want to own it. I just want to, I just want to stream it. Um, yeah. And that was basically my week. See, my theory is you wanted to watch Moneyball. Because winning time ended. Um, you know, I actually haven't watched the last couple episodes. What? I know because I don't want it to end because I really enjoy it. And I think that's what it was. I think that's exactly what it was. I think I was really, um, I was like, uh, what kind of sports thing you know, can wanted, I want? He wanted a winning time type hit without burning an episode of winning time. Gotcha. Exactly. Exactly. Because I'm, you know, because summer's coming and people forget like it kind of dries up in the summer. Um, not this summer, but yeah, I think people are just trying to all year round now, at least, you know, back in the days of cable, you'd get the summertime break, mm. you know, you'd go outside, you'd enjoy yourself. It would get cold. You'd come back inside and watch TV. That's how it used to work. Well, the, the logic is like, you know, nobody's watched. Everybody's out during the summer. So that's why it was repeats children back in the day. These are just air previously run stuff on the networks. Yeah. You have any idea of how many reruns of Reboot I've watched? Uh, I can speculate. I'm sure. Um, that's all you got? That's it. That was everything. All right. So we talked about heroines. Uh, talked kind of about winning time. Yes, the season ended. It was fantastic, as was to be expected, um, while continually <laughs> annoying people who were actually there at the time. Whatever. It's a dramatization heavy on the drama. And nobody believes that this is what you guys were like. Just FYI. <laughs> yes. I, do. I believe Jerry West actually had some humanity to him. and was not just a giant rage ball. As fun as that would be. Um, also, on the musical side of things, 
60 songs that explain the 90s came back after their hiatus. They finished their 60 songs and then decided, screw it, we're going to do another 30 songs. Amazing. But they're not changing the name. So we've had two episodes so far since the show came back on Baby One More Time. And whoop, there it is. Fantastic. Although I'm with someone cute. If he doesn't get to Ace of Base soon, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> oh. Gotta get to Ace of Base soon. Um, also on the musical front, uh, Pulitzer Prize winning author slash rapper Kendrick Lamar released his first album in f- four years, I think. Mm. Called Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I have a odd relationship with Kendrick. He's undisputable. He's indisputably one of, if not the best rapper alive right now. But mm. his work is dense. It's very rare that you can pull a Lucy out of a Kendrick Lamar album and just be like, oh, yeah, that's my jam. Because <laughs> instead, you're usually like, Listening to the entire thing on mass and listen, your man, your man's past, your man has entered middle age. He wants everything shorter, albums, movies, books, all of it. We're going per capita here. We want just more stuff per capita coming into the content trough. Yeah, but no, but Kendrick Lamar is above that. He doesn't want anything to do with your content trough. He is, he is above that. And listen, uh, I'll offer... That anyone who wants to know what my favorite song is, look at the, listen to it, or just look at the lineup and ask yourself, is the syrupy slow jam featuring a Ghostface Killer verse Jordan's favorite song on the record? Yes. Probably. Also, it has Ghostface Killer, so like... <laughs> and it has Summer Walker singing, it ain't love if you ain't never eat my ass, so... <laughs> Dense. It's got all your bases covered there. <laughs> Dense people, dense. Dense. Um, no, he, he. I believe I read somewhere that the theme of this record is accountability. So there's there's a very intense song about basically a very unhealthy an argument between in a very unhealthy relationship between uh, him and a kid, the character he's playing and uh, the woman he's in a relationship with. There's a song about his view on or his experience with uh, trans people. He's got family members who have transitioned and how he um, processed that and, and, and how they processed it. It's, it's, it's a clumsy, I heard that song and was floored by it. And, but immediately knew what members of that community might have a problem with and they have, and it's, it's a fine balance, but I do think him putting that out there, given his audience is more important than not. It means his audience is encountering it when maybe they wouldn't otherwise. So anyway, Kendrick is never not thought provoking. So, I mean, if you have any interest in this type of music, definitely go give it a listen. And purple hearts is the jam. It's probably my song of summer. Oh, even if it thus far, anyway, even though it talks about eating ass as a sign of love, which I mean, you know what? It's there. There's a lot of love languages out there. <laughs> Don't knock. People's love languages. I will give $1,000 to whoever puts eating ass as my love language on your Bumble profile. <laughs> get, get at me. Uh, uh, the views expressed on the Down podcast are not legally binding for satirical purposes only. What else? Uh, for your vegetables, we own the city. Continues to be vegetables. It's a very compelling watch, but it's vegetables. And vegetables are good for you. Vegetables are good for you. And the system is messed. How do you talk to a police commissioner who wants to affect change in his department while knowing full well that the mayor who hired him is not running for re-election and he will be out of a job in six months when the next mayor gets elected? Bum, 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 bum. Bum, bum, bum. Things like that. The system screws everyone. Um, and lastly, last thing I want to mention. Oh, two things. Two things. Oh, my God. From the Someone Cute Files... You know, sometimes I often get a chance to watch things I wouldn't normally when I'm with someone cute um, because she's a, a attuned to things that I'm not, even if they're right. things I want to okay. watch, like Hacks. She was on it. She knew Hacks was coming back. Hacks was a beloved by me. Did I ever give it to you as a thing or did I keep that one no, to myself? No, you didn't. I did. You talked about possibly doing it and I haven't seen it hmm. still. Well, that may come back, y'all. But Hacks is a uh, is a show starring the motherfucking queen. Jean Smart, who was just in everything last year. She got an Emmy for this, I think. 
um, where she plays sort of a heavily influenced by like a Joan Rivers type of figure uh, named Deborah Vance, who's like, you know, the queen of Las Vegas um, and a, um, oh God, I cannot remember her name, but the Ava, I think is her name. She's a younger 20 something um, comedy writer who kind of gets canceled for a shitty tweet and to sort of reset her agent ships her out to Vegas to uh, work as a writer with Deborah Vance to like punch up jokes and stuff, but their relationship and their, you know, views and the mentor mentee relationship is just, it's fantastic show. And Jean smart is (laughs) fucking incredible in it. Give her all the awards all the time. First two episodes of the second season are out. Um, and (laughs) the second episode ended on a, on a what moment from both me and someone cute. So it's a, I've read reports. I've read reviews that say like, it's on the cusp of being great, but not being great is still very good. You know, like, right. So definitely. I love this show so much. And the one, the other thing I watched, (laughs) we started watching it and then we stopped. And then after dinner, it was like, do you want to go back to that? And it just turned out to be so stupidly delightful in its way. And that is a movie on Netflix called Senior Year. Starring Rebel Wilson as a girl who uh, falls in a coma in the 90s after a cheerleading accident. Yes. And wakes up when she's 38 and goes back to high school to finish out her senior year. I, I was wondering about that because I really love Rebel Wilson um, and it looked ridiculous and I didn't know if it would walk that line really well of like ridiculous and and still entertaining and like funny and good Can or I, if it was ridiculous and bad. It wasn't ridiculous and bad. I laughed a couple times. There's oh, – I'm not even going to spoil it because one day I'm going to snip it for – I'm going to find it and I'm going to snip it for a drop. Um it was there were a couple moments that made us both guffaw and when we had started watching it she had two best friends in the 90s when she was in actual high school um her friend martha who ends up becoming the school principal and then she had this friend named seth and you see young seth and it's like i had no idea the cast i had no idea who was in this movie at all i don't i just knew it was rebel wilson and when you see it was like we got to watch it to see who old seth is and <laughs> When Sam Richardson walks on screen. Oh my gosh, really? As a grown up Seth and someone cute and I both scream with delight that we get to watch Sam Richardson be the romantic lead in this movie. <laughs> like they're going to call the cops on us because we <gasps> we were loud. We were that excited to see him show, up, show up. In Why this. didn't you open with that, Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's a good ass candy movie you know so like i said we are we own the city as vegetables that's really good for vegetables makes you think makes you think about the world but sometimes you don't want to think about the world no you don't want to think about the supreme court or racially motivated shootings or any of that sometimes you just got to turn away from that for a minute just to keep your mind right and this is a really good movie for that um know what it is (laughs) you know what it is it's it's the lychee candy after you've had your fill of trough. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you've, been, you've been at the Mandarin. You've just been you've been at the you've been at the Mandarin of content. You're just sucking back crab legs, and now it's yeah. like you need a little a little pair of teeth, a little something to help that help that go down. And the senior year was a very good, very good example of that. Um, yeah, I was surprised at how endearing I found it because. On paper, it does not seem like a great movie, but any movie that ends with, like, ubiquitous scenes of the cast dancing to the outro scene and then eventually scenes of the crew dancing to the same song with the cast, I'm just like, you all had fun making this. That's cool. I can feel the fun you had making it. So, I'm here for it. I just, I, I just am so excited just to hear about Sam Richardson. I have such a crush on that man. <laughs> Everyone does. God. That's true. Be all of our best friends and make more Detroiters, please. It's never going to happen. Tim keeps making, I think you should leave and gets more shine for that. But we still pour our glass out for Detroiters. Friends, 
We're going to take a break right here. And when we come back, we make our triumphant return to K-drama. Doesn't happen often. That's why we save it. We save it for the... We save it. We save it for the ones we think are worthy. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they are. This is a real kind of back-to-basics one for us, but we'll see how we felt about business proposal when we come back from this break. Welcome back to the show. This is the half of the show where we talk about the things we have brought each other. Mm-hmm. This week, Jordan brought something which she talked about before, which if you weren't paying attention, was a K-drama. So I'm very excited. Um, but before we get into it and we talk all about this K-drama, whether we liked it or whether we didn't, um, we have some rules. Yes. The first rule is the rule of three. That is the rule that if the thing comes in parts, we will watch three of them. So we get a sense of what the thing is trying to become because sometimes it needs a couple episodes and we will talk about that. Um, we specifically. will, we will talk about that. Carry on. Yeah. Uh, Rule number two is hashtag save it for the pod. That is the rule that we will not talk about the thing before you're sitting in front of these microphones because we want you guys to have our freshest takes on what the thing is. Um, sometimes it's an old thing. I actually, when did this, this is pretty, pretty recent. February to April of this year. Very, very recent for us. Sometimes we, we watch, you know, something like Moneyball. <laughs> um, and sometimes we do things that are a little bit more fresh because we want you guys to, you know, enjoy what we're talking about. And maybe you'll check it out because we've talked about it. Um, the third rule is not really a rule. It is a basic policy that is, there will be spoilers. Um, and we do this because a lot of, of podcasts are like, it's a non-spoilery podcast, but to get into it, we feel we need to get into it. So not that there are any real surprises. It is a K-drama. There is a level of predictability, which we enjoy from K-dramas, um, but if you are the kind of person who's like, I don't want to know anything about the story before I watch it, then you better go watch this. And it is going to take some time because it is a K-drama and they're long. Um, so, yeah, you go do that. Get, grab yourself a snack, a cool drink. Come on back. And, uh, yeah, away we go. So this was just something I had seen uh, mentioned a couple places. And uh, friends who know I sometimes dabble in Korean dramas hit me up and was like, this one's pretty good. And I just seen it a few places and I was like, well, you know what? It's out there. We love a good one of these. Let's give it a try. And that is business proposal. This is on Netflix. As I said before, it ran for 12 episodes from February 29th to April 5th of this year. It, Oh, are you ready for me to butcher Korean names? You love it. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> it's a South Korean romantic comedy series based on the webtoon of the same name and written by Heihua and illustrated by Narek. Um, it stars An Hyo Sap, Kim Sejong, Kim Min Kyu, and Sol In Ha. It tells the story of Shin Hari, an employee who accepts to go on a blind date in place of her friend, but finds out the date is actually with her boss. Her boss, who is also under pressure by his grandfather to marry. And he has no interest in that. He just wants to work. So in an effort to sort of get off the hook for all these blind dates, so we can just focus on his work. He offers Hari a basically contract or business proposal to be in a fake relationship with him. So his grandfather will stay off his back. Although he thinks he does not know Hari is one of his employees. He thinks Hari is actually Jin So, sorry, Young So, who is actually Hari's best friend and who gets Hari to go on these dates and act like a lunatic so she doesn't have to go on them. It's amazing. That is basically our plot. Long, long story short, girl ends up getting in fake relationship with her boss who doesn't know that he's, she's actually his employee. Um, I guess that's the, that's the most capsule version of the plot that I can give. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's actually pretty well done. So, and also on the same side of that, you have her best friend who makes her go on the dates, falling in love with the uh, the president, the company president's uh, driver slash secretary. 
And that's your, that's your B plot romance. Um, mm-hmm. So as Kate said, there's always a comfort in these. It's really about how you can, can you, if at all, innovate the form right. of a K drama. One of Caitlin's most, I'm sure, I'm sure it's been pointed out before, but one of K, the one of the most genius things I've ever heard Caitlin say, because Caitlin's the first place I heard it. So I'm going to give her credit is that these are just Austin novels. They're just using the same, they're just using the marriage plot, right? Like it's just, yeah. there's usually two dudes and a poor girl um, who it's like falls in love with someone above her station and he falls in love with her, and, but he's probably kind of a jerk and there's a nice boy that she should probably be with more, but that, that that's just friends. And then he ends up following, falling in love with the poor girl and then and, and her family, his family hates her. Etc. Etc. What can you do with that form? Uh, this show very blatantly pokes fun at the form by having a show within a show. Oh my god! A show, I, with, yeah. a show within a show. Um, we'll pause there and we'll go into details. But just Kate, yeah, did this show do enough with the form to compel you to want to watch more of it? Okay, so the first thing I'm going to answer your question, then I'm going to go into something. So the first episode, it was a no. I was like, eh, I can sort of see where this is going. The second episode, I was fucking howling. <laughs> like, there were so many moments that I, like, laughed out loud for an extended period. Like, the, you know, the Caitlin cackle? Yes. Like, that was that was what was going on. Um, now, speaking to that, I only watched two episodes. But it's not my fault. <laughs> I legitimately thought I watched three. The first, there's so much happened in the first episode. Because, as we say all the time about K-dramas, they're so long. Each episode is so long. I talked about Tokyo Vice. I talk about We Run the City, these HBO shows. Business Proposal has the same runtime. 60 ass minutes, no breaks, no commercials. And I will say... I thought I was only going to have time for two episodes and was kind of in the same position you were. I had some laughs. Archaeopteryx is fucking genius. I love it. The fact oh that a little gosh. CGI one pops out of her phone every time he calls. Love it. Genius. Yes. It's fantastic. <laughs> and that that's what insults him so much to like want to punish her with this contract. Um, but I will say I, I, I said, what the hell? I had to take the go train back from someone cute's place. So I, I downloaded it to the iPad I started watching it on my way home, and then by the time I got home, it was about 20 again. <laughs> Bear in mind, 40-minute go bus ride, or go train ride, back home. Still wasn't done the episode. Yeah. Still needed an extra, you know, 35 minutes when I got home. But by the time that episode was done, I was like, same thing as you. First episode, I was like, oh, okay. Okay. He wasn't really yeah. selling me, although he's Canadian, by the way. I do want to point that out. Ooh, He's actually Canadian nice. born, so sh- shouts to him. Um, I they were fine. I was like, you know me, I always end up being like, just give me, the, give me the two girls, <laughs> just give me their show. Yeah, um, I know. And I still low key am kind of that <laughs> kind of that way. There's definitely a scene in the third episode where they're each grabbing each other's cheeks and talking as them, which made me laugh on the on the train. <laughs> um, but definitely by the end of the third episode, and I think this is a testament to the benefit of a short runtime or not short runtime but a short episode count here it's only 12 episodes most, okay most k dramas go not the 20 or the 60 <laughs> yeah, 20 24 35 like they are long I, I think caitlin to this day still hasn't finished pasta for that reason i haven't finished pasta <laughs> i was just thinking about that i was like fuck i haven't finished pasta i love pasta and i haven't finished pasta um but this is a 12 episode count, which means your third guy, the, the, the child, you know, the childhood friend, Min Wu, the chef that she like low key unrequitedly loves by the end of the third episode. That's a wrap. It's done. Good. Good. We are established. She's over it. That's not going anywhere. He got back with his ex. Okay. Moving on. Really seems suggested that by episode four, the like him not knowing who she really is, is done. Right. Like by, we, cause we got to move. We're a quarter yeah. through now at this point, right? If we're going, if, we're, if it's like, or we're a third through by fourth episode. And if it's a three act thing, then you got to get moving. You know, Star Wars is done. We got to move an empire now. Like keep, keep it moving. <laughs> um, so I feel like, like, did you get through all of episode two? 
Yeah. So they have done the, like, fall onto each other's mouths. <laughs> oh, my God. And the the howling from me, because I knew, because it is such a, such a trope. It's, it's, the, it's the move, right? It's the tropiest trope. And I just, like, howled. <laughs> Chris is like, are you okay? I was like, I can't, I can't even explain how just ridiculous it is. No one, obviously no one falls like that, but it's just so stupid and so much fun. And we don't go, like, you don't go to K-dramas to be like, to, to be like, well, that wouldn't happen. Absolutely, no, absolutely that's, not. that's absolutely the not. point. And that's okay. And you go there for this level of comfort and the acting is great. All the characters are a lot of fun. I love that his, it's. Uh, Sung Hoon, I think, is how you say his name. Uh, his his secretary is like, you do look like an uh, <laughs> Archaeopteryx. Uh, Archaeopteryx. He's like, it's uncanny, and he just keeps on harassing him about it, and he getting he's getting angrier and angrier. I love it. It was so good. I didn't know that I needed um, a shit disturbing grandfather who watches K dramas. <laughs> I didn't know I needed that. How could I how could I go on with my life not um, having that episode? Listen, if you need if you need any any enticement to keep going on to episode three, it's him with one of those uh hydrating masks that have like a cat on it. <laughs> you've, you've got that in your future uh, on the next episode. So I hey hey episode two had him in his PJs and I uh I was like I'm loving everything about this. This and is so much fun. Episode three is like the first meeting with the grandfather and they've got this shit about like he hates rainy days this has been alluded to i think it's probably you get some backstory about because at first i was like by episode two you're like where are his parents and in episode three you hear some stuff about his parents his parents were killed in an accident possibly nefariously we don't know um mm. and there's something about you know they're doing like the quiz they're quizzing her on stuff and she concocts this whole story about when they met in New York and cause that's the whole, that's, that's the story he gives the grandfather is they met in New York and that's why he had never heard of her before. And so she concocts this whole story and it's like, it was on this day and it was raining. And I know because I looked up the weather in New York that day and I was like, did Caitlin McKinnon, did you, <laughs> did she just have the Korean farmer's almanac with her for that? Um, and he's just like, change the weather. Or change the day if you have to. Like, I don't I don't like rainy days. It's probably got something to do with his parents. And then, like, when she meets the grandfather and it's, you know, you know, why did, why did you break up? You know, if you love him so much, why did you break up? And she kind of riffs and improvises on this whole story about how, like, he's always going to love work. He's always going to prioritize work. But he, there was one time after we had broken up, he kept calling and I wouldn't pick up. And he, he missed a meeting. Um to come and to come and talk to me and come see me. And he's like, Oh really? This guy did that. And to put a little extra sauce on it, she mentions, yeah. And it was raining too. And you know, he hates rainy days. And he's like super pissed about that, that she would bring that up. And like the chemistry between them, as they learn more about each other is starting to pop off in episode three, because I wasn't buying the chemistry. You know, for me, it's always yeah. like, yeah, for me, it's always the chemistry between the leads or <laughs> our main character. The girl yeah. has got to, has got to move me. And she, was 60 to 70% of the way there before episode three, but by episode three, I was like, all right, you're, you just want that. Like, it's always the plucky poor girl who like, you know, does her best. And is kind of exceptional in one thing, you know, like she's a food researcher. I liked her job. I like that aspect yeah. that she works for a, like a food company. Like and she often smells like fish. <laughs> she, just, she's, always, she's always curing mackerel in the lab. Um, Hey, it's good. It's Jordan, everyone. Oh my God, I should be taking notes. <laughs> Har Hari, I've got fourteen trout fillets. This is, you know, can I get this? A, is, this is amazing. Give me a simple brine recipe. Um, shouts to her boss's glasses game, by the way. Oh, and I love her boss, and I love. There was a bunch of stuff that, like, I again, we watch Korean dramas every so often. Um, it could just be the stuff I'm watching is older, but they brought some stuff up that I was surprised to see. I always think of K-dramas being quite conservative, mm. uh, like very conservative. And they brought up when the grandfather in the first episode was like, are you too gay? Like, if you're gay, right. it's basically like, let me know. <laughs> and it wasn't like... The secretary's not like, he's actually, I mean, he's, he wouldn't be my type anyway. 
Yeah. And, and <laughs> he's all offended course, and shit, obviously. Yeah, he's like, what do you mean? So, like, that was cute. There was the, the boss, um, the female boss was like, they're not female employees. They're just employees. That's sexist. I was like, you go, girl. Just snap it off. Um, so, yeah, there was just, I think maybe, yeah, like I said, some of the ones I've watched have been a little, a little older because the newer ones, like we had, you know, uh, Love is a Bonus Book, right? She was a single mom. She'd return to work, like that kind of stuff. You're st- starting to see more and more. They so. were having sex on romance as a bonus book. Like walk okay. walk inside and then cut to the morning. But I mean, oh yeah, very chaste depiction. But still, the fact that they admitted it at all was like wah, 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 wah. Oh, <laughs> what? So there's there's definitely enough going on here after three episodes that well, I'm going to hit stop on this recording and probably fire up the fourth one just to see where we leave it yeah, um, mm-hmm. or where we left it and where it goes from there. Um, there's so much, like if I do fall off, it's not saying anything about the quality of the show. I actually did think it really found its rhythm after about halfway through the second episode. It was like really finding mm-hmm. its rhythm and tempering the like trite K-drama tropes with stuff that made me laugh, stuff that was innovative um formally innovative it does it does take some chances with how it depicts things whether stuff that's going on in people's heads or the fact that a cgi arctopteryx flies out of her phone every time he calls like (laughs) shit like that or you you hear like this like eagle screech whenever whenever he calls um all that kind of shit to the show within a show um oh so good (laughs) i like love the show and like that she uses the name of the main character who is a girl who who works at a for her family owns a fried chicken shop oh just mwah, so good so i mean yeah it's like a seven and a half and i'm going to try to stick with it it's only 12 episodes you know as things finish and you know reemerge. but at the same time i'm already feeling the pinch kate like i didn't watch spy family this week like uh, there, there's backlogs mm. forming already like so i don't know how diligent i'm going to be yeah in my viewing of it but it's not because i found the show you know really lacking in any way for what it was listen i'm never going to hold up a k drama as high art and say that you should all go out and watch it but it definitely you know if it's the same thing as senior year right it's cute it's sweet it just makes you it gets you into this you know, world that the characters live in, like the, the publishing yeah. company and romance is a bonus book. I loved being there with those people, you know, like I would, uh, and maybe there is, because as I mentioned, we don't watch a lot of K dramas, but if you are out there and you know of K dramas where it is not a rich man and a poor girl, <laughs> please hit us up, please. Oh, and they didn't, they weren't all like top of their class and like won a gold medal at the Olympics. <laughs> you, and, just, like, you just give me some like medium K drama. <laughs> About yeah, just some like pe- two single parents. How about finding each other? Or how about two people who work in a restaurant? Yeah, not as the owners. And oh, and it, can it not be like two guys? Can it just be like one sweet guy? And maybe they're both shy. I don't know. <laughs> just, just anything, anything else. I'm willing to take a chance on. Not that it's that's bad. It's just it's it is very formulaic, and that is okay. This is why we come. This is, but I mean, this is listen, familiar. I understand I can't be like, it's fine if Pusha T just raps about cocaine every song for the past 25 years. Yeah. When, you know, chide a K-drama for having, you know, a love triangle and a rich guy and a poor girl. Like, you know, you, that's the reason you go. I go to Pusha um, T because I want to hear cocaine stories. I go to K-dramas for <laughs> friends. If you ever need to summarize the Geek Down podcast to your friends, it's the only podcast where you get a comparison of Pusha T and Korean dramas. It's true. It's very true. I know my lane. I know my lane. Even Jane Austen used to shake it up a little, right? Sometimes she'd just go for the poor guy, right? Like, you just shake it up a little. So, yes, if you do know the ones that shake it up a little. I've always, I've always heard, did you ever watch Crashing Into You? I think that was the one that was, like, bumping before before I heard about this I, one. No. I think it was like I a North, like... I think it was a North Korea, South Korea type of vibe that was going on there. Uh-huh. Okay. Where like maybe yeah. a, maybe a girl who fled North Korea ended up like falling in love with someone in South Korea. I don't know. That seems very controversial now that I'm saying it. I don't feel like it ever happened. <laughs> yeah. I will I will do more uh, investigating on that front. But yeah, like I said, this is like a seven and a half for me with an asterisk. I'm gonna do my best. Get at me next week. I'll let you know if I if I found time for any more. 
Yeah, um, uh, this is like uh, an eight for me because I actually like laughed so often during the second episode. It's got some good laughs, her especially. And she's that can she's make really me, funny. And like those two, like just be, the being drunk and the like. I don't know. It was just there was a lot oh of fun my in this. Oh god, episode. I forgot when they were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and when she pulled her mouth, and she's like, "I'm so sorry." They just both start crying. I was like, "Yeah, uh huh." And her mom comes <laughs> in and starts hitting her. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh my times. god. Yeah, it's is what you go there for. So that's on Netflix. Friends, if you've got suggestions for other K dramas that we might enjoy that are not your usual fare, hit us up on twitter.com slash geekdownpod. We would love to hear what those are. Maybe we will talk about them in a future episode. Other than that, friends, I gotta find out what's going on in that episode and I gotta gotta get that air fryer fired up. I know. Yeah, got a lot of got, fish to got fish to, to fry, y'all. Fish to fry. Fish fry twenty twenty two up in here. Apologies <laughs> to my neighbors. <laughs> Woo! Be smelling, be smelling trouty in here in the next hour. Anyway, friends, <laughs> I regret nothing. <laughs> Thank you for spending. Yeah, you can really feel like the characters in the in the K drama. <laughs> Listen, yes, this is a plot directly. <laughs> this is a plot directly out of a K drama. I admit that. <laughs> Friends, thank you for so much for spending an hour and change with us every week. It truly means the world to us. We will be back with you next week. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and I hope you will join us next week for another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. I have 14 trout fillets to cook after this, so cut me some slack. 14? (laughs) Why do you have so many trout fillets? Uh, Thanks for coming to the end of the episode, y'all. Go back to the beginning if you want to hear that story again.